It is a truth universally I acknowledged. I myself have noticed my growing resemblance to a daffodil. that is gold does not glitter. Not how I would die. Not all. Though I had reason enough in the last few months. If you want to rebel, rebel from exist, inside the system. But because they tell us that dragons I'm your host Vicky from Miss Vicky's Bookcase. Let's begin our story together. Hello and welcome to the last podcast of the year. I am doing a little bit early, but since Christmas Day and New Year's Day fall on a Friday, and that's when I come out on my podcast, I thought, let's give myself a two-week break and then we can start back in January full of vim and vigour, because I don't know about you, but I'm definitely feeling really tired now. (laughs) And it's definitely making me feel, oh, maybe it's time to just cuddle down and read something. So, with that kind of thought in mind, I thought instead of sharing with you uh, a Christmassy type list, because I'm sure every man and his dog is doing that, I thought I'd share with you 12 books that I either hated or loved that I have read this year. Now, they're not all published this year because I have read quite a few books, but not very many that were published this year. I think at my last count, I'm on 166 books, which is very excessive even for me because my usual goal is 100 because I am a fast reader. But because of, you know, that disease we shall not name, I have ended up reading far more than I was going to. And in some ways, I'm really pleased by that. In other ways, I'm kind of like, surely I have something else to do. But really, I don't. And I had thoroughly enjoyed reading all the different books that I've tried, even the ones I've kind of hated. With that in mind, I'm going to start with one of my favourite books from the year. So basically, all the books that I really like, these are all five stars that I've given throughout the year. And all the bad ones have either been DNFs or I've given them such a low rating because I actually did read those and I don't know why I bothered. Anyway, so we'll start with my first five star and that is going to be Tempest and Slaughter by Tamara Pierce. Tamara Pierce has been one of my favourite authors for a very, very long time and she is a very classic author where she writes in some ways a very traditional hero or heroine and I kind of really like that traditionalness. Sometimes I just get a bit sick of having all these grim, dark, extremely complicated characters that sometimes they just don't jam with me and with Tamara Pierce it's not that they're not complicated, they most certainly are but at the same time it's just written in a way that's thoroughly enjoyable, so easy to read and that's partly why I really liked Tempest and Slaughter because our main protagonist is a male which she doesn't actually often write about and it happens to be one of my favourite characters called Numar Salomon or rather Aaron Japer as he is known in this book. And if you've read any of her other series you'll know that he is one of the most powerful mages in the entire world. And this book, Tempest and Slaughter, actually tells of his childhood and how he got to be the enemy of the Emperor of Carthac. Now, I don't want to spoil it too much, but I really enjoyed how it's worked. It is set towards a younger age, but that didn't actually make it any worse for me. I really enjoyed it. Such an easy read and such a pleasure to read. It was thoroughly enjoyable. And partly why I gave it five stars is the fact that it's set in a different kind of like fantasy worlds to how she normally sets it and I was very intrigued by that it's almost almost kind of like Roman-ish I say ish it's very intriguing and different I'm glad it's it has that eastern flavor that's probably what I was more going for it had a more 
Easter, more Indian flavour than I was kind of expecting, or even African. It's one of those where the flavours of loads of different histories and worlds all kind of collide in this empire. And again, this is something I really enjoyed because it's not the same as a lot of other books which are very traditionally western this doesn't have a very western feel but it does at the same time i'm explaining it really bad but you'll see what i mean when you read it and i definitely recommend it if you wanted something easy to read which kind of needs me nicely onto the second book that got five stars the problem i have a little bit is it's very lucky that I decided that I wouldn't include all my five stars because most Tamara Pierce's are five stars for me but I, I did keep it to just these two and the second one I wanted to mention is Bloodhound also by Tamara Pierce. This is the last in a trilogy set in a diary form and it's all about a young woman called Becca Cooper and how she kind of saved the um, turtle that's the country it's set in and how she saved the kingdom and I really enjoyed this. Bloodhound is the very last one in the series and it's not one I read very often because like everybody else you're always like oh I'll start at the beginning I'll read the first one and then you kind of don't get onto the second or third which more often happens to me than not and I always know the first book in the series and I love that but the third book is so poignant to me because there is a lot of information and it's really interesting to have a fantasy story that is investigative but also has such high stakes. I kind of don't really want to say too much about it because if you want to read it I recommend reading the first one first of course but by the time we get to the third one it's really interesting and the reason why I find it very interesting is it's written in a diary format which is unusual I think in this day and age especially for fantasy and Tamara Pierce does it really well I found it really intriguing again Tamara Pierce is really easy to get on with very easy writing and I really enjoyed all the different twists and turns and I kind of hoped that one of the characters that um, featured in it wasn't going to do what they were going to do but they did and it still makes my heart break because I couldn't believe they did that and it was just a horrible horrible thing and it makes me feel sad but the ending was really good and I thoroughly enjoyed it so I again recommend Bloodhound by Tamara Pierce. So I just realised I was supposed to alternate them with the bad ones so I'm going to jump to two bad ones now and hopefully I'll alternate it a little bit better. I'm going to save my worst bad one for the very end and I'll just do one of my simple ones first and one of the ones I read earlier on in the year is called An Illegitimate Affair by Caroline Newick and I kind of DNF this. I got 20 pages in and I hated it. It's about this woman who ends up going to, this is a historical fiction by the way, uh, it's about a woman who ends up going to the court and she gets involved with secrets has an affair and all that kind of jazz and I kind of was fine with that because I was reading it for a readathon but what I had real issues with was this one term which I can't for the life of me remember now but basically is she was supposed she had to give in to her duty to sleep with the man her husband and then she had to sleep with him and then again and again it was this turn of phrase that I genuinely can't remember now because I think it was I was so horrified that I just I was just blanking it and I just I just hated it I just couldn't stand the fact that there was one subject just going on and on about it in like 20 pages and it just annoyed me so much I DNF'd it. So that's my first DNF and my second one because we'll just catch up with the other side is going to be 10,000 Doors of January. Now I did actually read and finish this and 
I think the reason why it's so low on my list, I think I gave it like a one star. This is one of my one star reactions. And I think it's because I found it really boring. And I also, maybe I just don't like magical realism because I hated the night circus. And I think it's the Starless Sea. Oh, I can never remember what it is. And there's also the Lanny Tainer Strange to Dreamer, which I kind of tried to read, but really didn't get on with. That is one of the books I'm going to try and read next year as a side note. But I don't know, I just found it really boring. And I found that it was not the bit with January that I had an issue with. That was fine. I read that fine. I think it was just um, the bit, the interlude bits that actually one was jarring for me the very first interlude really jarred and I actually skipped it so that sounds really bad but I just found it really boring and I just disliked the female protagonist that's in that bit I'm trying not to say too much because again spoilers and I don't want to spoil it too much I really disliked her I found her really irritating and I found the man also irritating and just plain stupid and I just hated that and I was kind of glad I did read it because it gave me a really good example of magical realism so I can gauge it against other things but definitely not for me because I don't like magical realism and I found it meh, really kind of not enough magic and really I don't know dull horrible oh, I don't really want to say horrible because the author put so much effort into it and I really just don't want to disparage it but it's one of those books that it's a main genre if that makes sense where anybody will pick it up and read it and when they look down on fantasy they're like oh fantasy is so pants but look at this January book and it's so wonderful and you're like not really she did break the fourth writing wall if that makes sense a couple of times and again that was really jarring and that was probably my worst issue is that it was really jarring and I just found the world a little bit boring I found the concept interesting though that there were doors to other worlds that they could close and the evil character wasn't really that evil but he was but he wasn't it was all really strange Anyway, moving on for that because I feel like I could get into a proper rant about it and there is definitely one other book I can at least rant about in this. And I'm going to move back to one of my favourite books and that is going to be a sci-fi and this has been out for I don't know how many years and that is Honour of the Queen by David Webber. David Webber is a classic sci-fi author. He does a lot of space opera and I really enjoy a space opera I don't necessarily like space battles in fact in fantasy I find battles if they're really protracted really boring but with the honor of the queen I found this really interesting because the concept is Honor Harrington is a decorated captain um this is the second book in the series I should clarify and she had done a really good job in the first book I really enjoyed that but in the second book, she's being sent to this planet where the government wants to make an alliance of. And she's sent and they didn't really realise or it didn't really make sense that basically on this planet, women are second class. And of course, they sent her on a Harrington. And that kind of is a mistake a little bit because they kind of disparage her and they they cause all kinds of problems and things happen. And ends up with Honor having to basically leave the system because she feels hounded by them. Not because they're being overly nasty, but because they can't seem to cope with a woman being in charge. And when she gets back, something bad has happened and she has to fix it and she has to deal with her grief. And several things happen that are kind of really exciting. It makes the plot really interesting. And she basically, I'm going to spoil this for you a lot, she saves the entire planet. 
and she does so with such dignity and integrity and I really love that. I love her as a character because she is so very patient with people. She is the kind of leader that I'd actually want to follow because she is just patient long-suffering I think is the best term and she is a very clever woman and that's probably why she's also on my top characters or other top fictional characters that you may have heard of in a previous podcast so I do recommend Honour of the Queen in as the second book but I'd also recommend reading the first one because that is a splendid space opera and Honour of the Queen doesn't disappoint with that one either To match that, my next book that I'm going to talk about is one that I did read and again this had a low reaction for me. I think I gave it two stars but really I might drop it down to one star and that is Snowflower and the Secret Fan by Lisa C. This actually made me feel really queasy because it's partly about girls in China having their feet bound and how that happens and what that means and I actually felt really sick when it was described to me and the fact that children die from this I couldn't believe it and I really again disliked the main protagonist I found her arrogant I disliked her because she gave up her I don't know her friendship because her friend had lied to her and things like that and her friend hadn't really lied but had been economical with the truth and hiding her family situation and I didn't like it at all I just it's one of these book group books that I read because I thought you know what let's try something different this is again historical fiction and it should be really interesting I was interestedly horrified and I did manage to make it to the end and it was rather boring as well so it was kind of like a combination of horrified and boring and I didn't like the main protagonist because she had this special secret friendship and that was all she was obsessed with and kind of like her husband that she eventually married he's very like a non-dimensional character and when I say non-dimensional I mean non-dimensional and of course he could have some concubines later on in life because she doesn't really care and that just really got to me as well because I really don't think that that should be the kind of thing that happens but this is China in like the 1830s to 1860s when foot binding was being ended but still I really really disliked it and I was never happy in reading it really but I did persist and I managed it. On the good side that we're going to do now I have Aurora Burning by Amy Kaufman and Jay Kristoff. This is one of my favourite audiobooks for this year. It was so outstandingly done. My hat's off to the people that recorded this. It's a forecast audio. It was really well done and I really enjoyed the drama of it all it was definitely a teenage drama which is what it was aimed at and also the second book in the series and I thoroughly loved the whole way it was going it was just almost the a-team that's what I think of when I think of this the a-team and I have really good vibes about the a-team but the only thing I didn't like is the way they treated one person in the end because he made a mistake and it's not like they didn't make mistakes but I think makes me really unhappy with the way they treated him but hopefully they might fix that in the last book because he oh man I have all the feels for that and if you want to know more please go see my podcast on it there's a previous podcast and I spend a long time talking about it because it's a really really good audiobook and that kind of leads me nicely on to an another audiobook that I actually DNF'd because I could not stand it and that is The Disasters and I didn't write down who the author was I think it might be like MK England but 
this idea naft because it was supposed to be a really cool fun climatic adventure kind of similar to aurora rising i was told but it was awful first of all i didn't like the accent on one of the characters that the audiobook narrator was doing he was supposed to do an english accent it was not english i can tell you that because i am english and it was just terrible english is really hard to accent i should say it's really hard for people to grasp sometimes and when you do it wrong it just doesn't work well but the other reason why I DNF'd it, I could have handled the bad accent. It was just the stupid decision they made when they got to the planet. I mean, I, I, I'm sure I probably would have made a similar decision if I didn't know what was going on. But it's the fact that they just made this one decision. And I was like, do you know what? No, I just think this is really stupid. And I just, no, I can't do it. So I DNF'd that. And I'm not giving the Google explanation, but probably because it was a really bad book as it was. You never know, you might enjoy it. Have a go with it because sometimes I find people who have given low or no stars for the books sometimes are the best books that I've ever read. <laughs> so I think it's sometimes really subjective, which is kind of what this is like. So now that I've done my awful audiobook, I'm going to return back to my next favourite book. And this is one that I have given a, another review of because this is something I've read later on this year. And that is The Return of the King. My by Megan Whalen Turner. This is the last book in, I think it's five books. I always get this wrong. And this did not disappoint me. It again showed us the character and the genius of Eugenies or Jen as he's known as in the books and how he's coping with being a king. And what happens when the whole world is turning against you? I really recommend this. It's a really good feel good book well, as I say feel good, actually a lot of drama happens and people die in this that I kind of was hoping that wouldn't die, but it's very sharp and precise how they died and it kind of pulls at your heartstrings more than the long-winded deaths, if that makes sense. But I did thoroughly enjoy it and I really liked the fact that it was done by the point of view of somebody totally different, a child who actually is classed as disabled because he doesn't really talk or he kind of does but keeps silent and he has learning difficulties and is disfigured and I really like the fact that he is the main central character of this and he, we are seeing it from his point of view. It was really interesting. Again, see my podcast if you want to know more details for it. So this leads me to the next book I did not like and I did read this and this is called Deadly Class by Rick Remeder. This was one of the graphic novels that I borrowed this year and let me just say the illustrations were fantastic. They were amazing. They didn't disappoint. It was the storyline that disappointed. I was really intrigued by assassin class and I thought oh that's really cool that might be something that we can do and get along with and I kind of like the idea and concept but when I read it it was just people who are just druggies and just that kind of low class criminal type thing and I didn't feel the love I've just found him very frustrating and the main character I just thought he was a right old idiot I mean he had this thing where he just needed to kill things which is fine but it was just all the drug use and all the abuse and things like that and the weird thing that goes on this is definitely not a graphic novel for the under 16 so let me put it that way I was really grossed out and I made it to the end and I knew that I would never carry on this series which was a massive disappointment to me because I'd been so looking forward to having a deadly assassin school classing and actually nothing really happened when he was at school this is mostly about him going on a lark to Los Angeles no sorry Las Vegas anyway moving on to my next book that I really loved and that is Tilly and the Book Wanderers by Anna James and that was a really enjoyable book 
it's a middle grade book but don't let that put you off because if you liked the page master when you were a kid then this is definitely a book you're going to really enjoy it has a girl who lives in a bookshop with her grandparents and her mother is missing and she loves reading i mean who doesn't like that and it's a very gentle story in some ways where she begins to learn that she can talk to characters from books which kind of inspired me to thinking who would I want to talk to if I had a fictional character that I could talk to so it was quite fun and it was a very gentle you know there's going to be an enemy and he's kind of defeated I don't want to say how but it definitely had the page master vibes and I really enjoyed that so to contrast that I have Heidi by Joanna Spry which is a book that I gave a very low I think I gave it two stars and that was being a bit generous and usually I like classic classic books and I didn't like this one it was really boring and I, I remember reading this when I was a kid or rather listening to it as an audiobook and they must have abridged it but I don't remember half the stuff that happened but it was so boring she didn't really do much she was just a wild child that just lived on the hills and that's what she wanted to do and then she went to a town and she had to live and be kind of hemmed in it just oh no I found it really boring and that's mostly why I didn't really like it it's too boring for my taste which leads me nicely to the last book that I really liked and had a five star and that is The Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. Now this is a five star mostly because of the audiobook. I listen to the audiobook almost every year in December and it still hasn't gone down in my opinion. It's so well done and it's read by some beautiful British actors like Sir Derek Jacobi, Kenneth Branagh and it has all the chills and thrills. I really felt it when I was walking home, uh, down from work to home or rather up to work from home because I'm on a hill and it had all the chills and you can feel all the atmosphere it was so wonderfully done and I really really enjoyed it and I can't recommend highly enough getting the full cast audio and having listened to it it's so atmospheric and I thought that brought in this Christmas spirit nicely even though it made me feel tired thinking about all the things we have to do in time for Christmas which now leads me to the worst book I felt that I read this year and this is because I remember this the most which is why I know this is the worst book for me and that is The Merry Spinster by Mallory Ortberg and I just really hated this I really really hated this and I think it's mostly because she started off so well or he they I'm going to go with they started off so well with the very first story to explain it's dark fairy tales and it's supposed to be comedic but you'll see where I'm going to come from in a minute when I say they start off so well with the Little Mermaid retelling, I really enjoyed that. That was the best. And this is why it wasn't quite a one star, it was a two, but really 99% of it was one star. The Little Mermaid story was like spot on, four star, but it was the real confusion, I have to say, and I think I've already said this before, but it was a confusion of the gender flipping. It, I don't mind the gender flipping as long as it's really clear and concise because it, it for me was really jarring and I was really confused throughout 90% of the book because the gender didn't matter, it was the role and that was what was confusing me because I thought, say like daughter, just genuinely meant that it was a female child of a parent if that makes sense not that it had specific duties associated with it and I think that's where I was really confused because I just didn't like the fact that it was flipped and it didn't make that much sense to me and it just put my enjoyment really low down also the stories most of them I really hated they were really dull and boring and they didn't make too much sense as I said it's the gender flipping that I've really had this issue with and I've 
they had gender flipping before, so it's not really, as I said, it's not really, that's not the problem. It was just the confusion as to what the role was supposed to be. Anyway, that's a totally different matter. Feel free to correct me and we can always have a conversation for anybody who has any thoughts and has read it and think it's amazing. I'd love to have a conversation with you and see what you think was the best parts about it. Whereas I just, I just didn't like it. I really hated the, the swan one with the brothers and stuff. I, that was a bit too dark for me. But as I said, The Little Mermaid was the best one for it. So that is all the books that I wanted to talk about this year. As I said, it's one of those quick ones. Well, I've just seen how long I've talked and it wasn't quick, but it was at the same time. What books did you find were five stars for you and what ones did you absolutely hate? Because there's always going to be something that you've really disliked and maybe you didn't have to. Maybe you actually read it all the way to the end like I did with the Mary Spencers. I kind of regret that a little bit. So this is me done for the year and I will be seeing you in about three weeks time where I will have the, as I call it, the obligatory new year, new year kind of podcast uh, episode for you and it'll be with a twist. I'm working on it right now and I'm kind of excited to share it with you. Let's just say it's going to be a little bit of fun and hopefully a little bit more interesting than the obligatory book recommendation like the life-changing magic of tidying up which actually i do recommend and i may just talk about that in the next episode so anyway have a nice christmas and a great new year and i will see you in the new year ready to go with all those goals we're definitely going to set on the first of january i'll see you then bye ank more pork Pearl of cities. People really are this like houses is not with vast rooms and tiny Libraries rooms. were full of ideas, perhaps the most dangerous and powerful. She delighted in the smell of the ink, the rough fill of the paper. had commented once that Neil had a gift for making someone by children is not a good children's story. Very weak-minded, refused to be influenced by literature and poetry.